promise we'll be back, and we are back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Our Parents Proud of You. I am your host, Matthew Schufreiter, and I am joined by... Oh, that's my cue. I'm Griffin McCorkle. I do stuff here. Um, and welcome to the second of our special in-between seasons episodes that we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we we're technically have not started season four yet. That will be coming sometime in the coming months but for now matt why don't you tell us about our special guest today well griffin we have a very exciting guest eric striffler is going to be on the show today uh like alonzo durale and when i mentioned our last special i've been watching eric on youtube since about 2012 uh when he was the host of uh pretty much it uh I, not even the show the youtube channel that uh he created it was a movie show video, video game show they talked everything movies and video games and news and all that and it was a great time and now the channel has sort of morphed into a commentary track podcast or show where he and friends um do commentaries of movies and so the the whole channel has gotten over eight hundred thousand subscribers uh he has been seen in uh short films he's directed short films he's directed theater and improv um uh, and did you know this griffin he lives in a van wow what yeah. kind of van uh, 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 a cool van. I didn't ask what okay. kind of van. Uh, to find out more. Does he live in a van down by the river? Oh my god! I I, I should have asked him how many times he, has he heard that reference before. Probably a lot. It's probably gotten annoying. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe I'll do a follow up with him in, in the coming months. But we don't want to do a follow up. We want to get to the interview now. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Eric Striffler. Hello, Eric with no K. Hello, that's me. How are you? That means you've been around for a while, huh? <laughs> I, I, I'm, an, I'm an old soul, as they say. <laughs> thank you so much How's for doing this. Yeah, uh, thanks thank for doing you. this. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I have to get you to can't this. can't see it, but you have, you have the leg lamp from, uh, or a, a version of it from Christmas Story. And so I immediately was like, all right, I get this guy. <laughs> all, all right. I'm glad you can. I have good vibes. I like just <laughs> yeah. having this like out during like Zoom meetings especially like, during like serious ones to show like how professional I am and it makes it clear doing. right off the bat yeah 100 percent. Right. can you see like it's kind of broken on the bottom can you see that yeah. I was gonna say it looks like the leg lamp had a wild night that's what it looks like to me yeah she moved let's start there <laughs> <laughs> I have to get to this point this this astounds me you live in a van um now you're not recording from your van right now. You're in no, some no. you're in some uh, nice place right now, but you're in L- <laughs> L.A. What what made you want to do it? Was it really just you didn't want to pay for rent? No, you know that was not. Uh, yeah, and I'm in an Airbnb in L.A. right now, but the van is outside. The van is here, but uh, no, I, that was something that was just circumstantial. The not paying rent just came with the gig. You know what I mean? It was. It definitely was not the reason um for doing it the reason for doing it was literally just that i I, after a a long drive i got back to my apartment in new york i was living in manhattan at the time and uh and i i realized like oh man i i had to drive home because this is my home base is where all my stuff is but i could have driven somewhere else and gone on like a new adventure you know what i mean and i'm the type of person that likes to do that kind of thing and um and so i started to think about if people actually do that if people live on the road or however you want to put it. And, um, and so I looked into it and of course, it, you know, I, that was when I learned about van life, which is obviously a, you know, a thing that people are aware of, you know, it's a pretty big thing. And, um, 
and that was it. That was the, that was the beginning. And then, so from there, obviously I realized like the pros and cons, you know, con, no bathroom, pro, no rent. Uh, so you just have to decide which one matters more to you, I guess, in that situation. Well, that's why we have the great outdoors to go in the bathroom, you know? Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> As someone who works at a day camp and you're nowhere near a bathroom and there's like the nearest tree and you're all by yourself, run. Uh, to it, you know? So I might even have more access to bathrooms on the road because than, than what you're talking about because there's bathrooms aside from the great outdoors. There's bathrooms everywhere. So, but well, I mean, I, obviously, I'm being facetious. Obviously, it's it's not right. just the bathroom, but I understand that it's definitely not a thing for everybody. Most people want like you know like a home base, but for me, I I really don't. So this uh, it it worked out, and the rent thing is just a perk for sure. Right, and this is a show about parents and their reactions to artists. <laughs> How do they yeah. feel when you tell them, "Hey, I'm going to be living in a van for"? the rest of my life probably yeah yeah I didn't I definitely um I'm the type of person that uh no my family is very supportive so I I'm able to do this luckily but um through my life I've never had to really be like an ask them what they think before I do it kind of guy you know um I I really did sit them down and tell them I'm doing it you know um and so uh, uh that my my family reacted um my dad thought it was interesting he didn't really know anything about it he thought it was interesting my mom understandably i think started off like a little nervous right <laughs> uh, my sister thought it was disgusting because of the lack of bathrooms at first. she didn't really <laughs> understand how it was going to work out but um they've all come around for sure but at first i think that if i remember correctly that was sort of the vibe of my parents was um interested but you know cons- reasonably concerned you know but but now it's been years and they uh they I mean, it's, it's I've, so far so good. I think they're okay with it. <laughs> I was going to say, did they think maybe this would be like a phase of your life? Oh, he'll be in the van for six months and then he'll find his own place and then get right back to it. Well, to be honest with you, that's the way that I looked at it. Um, I, not, not looked at it like that was going to be the case, but more so you have to, I think with, with things like this, um, I, I went into it thinking, okay, look, if I hate this, it's not forever. You know what I mean? Like I, I could literally stop in a week. If I get into this van, you know, I, I sublet my apartment in Manhattan. I sell all my stuff. I do this. I take this big leap. Um, it, I could stop anytime I want. It's not forever. You know, it, it doesn't have to be forever or it can be. And, uh, and so it worked out, but I, I, um, I always think to myself, like, you know, I could hate this tomorrow all of a sudden, and then I'll just move on to the next thing. But so far, I've been doing it for years, and I absolutely love it. So whether they thought it was a phase or not, I kind of thought maybe it could be a phase. You know, I had no clue. Right. And then COVID happened. And I know, I know the whole thing with pretty much it in your commentary tracks was you were going from state to state, from town to town to find and see friends of these do these commentary tracks. Yeah. And then, you know, lockdown happened for pretty much the entire country. And you yeah. were quarantining your van. And how was what was that? What was that phase in that in the van life like? Yeah, you know, it was um, it was interesting. I'm one of I don't know if anybody talks about this, but I have a little bit of and obviously I understand that like people couldn't work, people were struggling and everything, but I can only speak from my own experience. I was okay. I you know I was in the van and I was okay. I work from I can work from the road, so you know those things didn't affect me in the same way. So again, to be clear, I understand that this is not enough something that everyone's going to feel, but I have a little bit of nostalgia for the very beginning of this thing because it, it was something strange and new at least. And I, I, um, it was a weird thing, but I kind of, as with anything, I, I kind of appreciated now I had to go into strategy mode of how the hell am I going to deal with this? You know? And so as, as much as I would prefer none of this ever happened, obviously I do have a little bit of nostalgia for the strategy vibe of the whole thing at the very beginning. Um, and it was really just a matter of, okay, I can't drive around anymore. 
Uh, because yeah, generally when I'm in the uh, in the van on the road, I can you know go and meet up with a friend and record. Uh, obviously, I could also fly, but you know I live in the van, so I just drive around, and um, and so now all of a sudden, yeah, I couldn't do that, and um, I had to. I was I was like I was worried that if I did it alone, that it would be like a, a weird thing that wouldn't work. I wasn't really sure, but like you you said, you've been around for a while, so I've done things alone. You right. know what I mean? Like I started the channel alone pretty much it and then brought in a bunch of friends. So it's not like I didn't think I could do it alone. It was more just like, is this what we're doing now though? Like, is this going to be well-received? Maybe people that have been around for a while will like it and nobody else will. Right. Um, and so I got really lucky though, because everybody enjoyed it. I finally decided to do it for the movie um, Outbreak uh, with- uh, That with, one. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I had to, of course. With the right. Help, um, I had just done Contagion with another friend before everything fully locked down. And, uh, and then I was like, well, let's keep the pandemic stuff rolling, I guess. But um, yeah, it worked out and I had a blast. Mo more, almost more importantly, I had a really fun time doing it because you can tell if I'm not having fun doing these things, then you can, it, it comes through. And so, yes, yeah, sitting in the van alone and watching Outbreak, it wound up being uh, like kind of a highlighted year for me. It was just like a strange new thing. Yeah, and I don't mean like this next question sound like emotionally challenging, but I would have to imagine like living by yourself in a van during quarantine where the only person you can hear is yourself. Was that, <laughs> did you lose your mind at all? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, first of all, I, I just in general, it's not an emotional thing in my mind anyway, because I love that. Like I love right. that I can either be with friends or I can be kind of, I can completely isolate myself if I want to, you know? Um, I like both, uh, it, you know, depends on, on the mood I'm in. I'm sure that goes for a lot of people, but I can like do it to the extremes. You know, if I want to see people, I can drive to them. If I want to be alone, I can drive to nowhere. And um, the thing is though, I was in Arkansas, actually, most of this. I started in Dallas when, when the whole thing really shut down. And Dallas is more of a major city than where I wound up in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And so, I mean, considerably more major. And I, in, in Arkansas, in like, in a place that wasn't a major city or like super heavily populated, like Dallas or, or where I'm from, New York, for God's sake, that was crazy. Um, I, it wasn't as uh, locked down at first. Uh, we like masks weren't a thing for weeks into the pandemic of when everyone else was wearing them. And I was just going by, um, I wasn't at no point during this have I been like scared or losing sleep. I'm just following instructions. You know what I mean? Like I'm concerned about, I don't want to get it. I don't want to spread it. You know, of course, obviously, yeah. especially don't want to spread it. That's the main thing. Um, but at no point was I scared or anything like that. So I didn't put on a mask until, um, so I, now I sound like I'm quoting The Dark Knight Rises, but I didn't put on a mask until <laughs> um, until we were told to wherever I was. You know, like I started to move around a little bit. I went to my first drive-in movie theater and they said, you need to have a mask to walk up to concessions. And that is where I got a mask. Um, other than that, it, you know, it wasn't a thing. It just wasn't. It was very strange to see other places wearing them and me being like, Am I supposed to? I'm not, nobody's saying to, I don't know what this is. Now looking back, just put on the damn mask, you know, yeah. but uh, like, who cares? It doesn't matter to me, but um, yeah, it wasn't as lonely as it might seem because people were, think places were closed and like hours were limited and, you know, capacity and stuff like that. Like you couldn't go and eat in a restaurant or anything like that. You could take out only, but you didn't have to wear a mask when you walked in to take it out. Like they weren't at that point. So I was still able to talk to people and interact with people just on a much, much lower scale. Right. It was very strange, man. It was like, I, that's part of why I have the nostalgia for it is because it's like, 
it was just weird to like know that ev everything was in flux and nobody really knew what to do. I, I, I find that stuff um, fascinating. So that was a crazy time. Damn, it's crazy. Right. And it's even weird to hear you speak. I'm like reflecting on like you know, my first time during this whole pandemic and watching like, you know, you have like TV stations, for example, when you have the anchor six feet apart or. Yeah. You know, or as a Cubs fan, you know, you I'm going to watch a game and there's no one there. There or, was like a novelty to it at first. Right. It was re it was interesting. It was like something, you know, like you wonder, like, what, what does this kind of thing look like in real life? But you don't get to see it. So it was kind of interesting to see. Right. And then you, whenever this is over, it's going to end, you're going to look back like oh, five yeah, years yeah. from now. of like, huh, remember that time where we all had to wear masks and like we weren't allowed to hug anyone? Yeah, that year, I figure year to two years. Well, we're over a year now, but you figure like, let's call it like two years where, where that's going to still be like a lingering thing. I feel like travel, you know, yeah. uh, international travel and stuff for sure is going to still happen for longer than local stuff. But um, yeah, it, I was just thinking about that because I was watching it's so stupid, but well, maybe it's not stupid. I just, this is the way that I like to get the information. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, the uh, task force at the White House does like a briefing for like 30 minutes or so and answers yeah. questions. And I just like to get the, the info straight from the source rather than it being filtered through, you know, catchy right. headlines if I can help it. And, uh, and yeah, like when I listen, when I watch them, I'm like, it's crazy. Like I, I will remember all of this. Yeah. For the rest of my life. And I will, um, be able to like just the thought of like telling future generations like yeah I did that you know it's just uh you know you think of people that lived through the Spanish flu right like and how you could have asked them like how was it and it's just such a foreign thing it's so interesting I really thought up until last year I thought 9-11 was the biggest thing I would have ever lived through I really did and now this is like without question di totally different but like this is the real big thing that I will be like talking about for the rest of my life people will ask questions about it for the rest of my life I'm sure you right. know but wild, man. It's freaking wild. But just think, like, once you get all vaccinated, like, the goal is to hug, like, Alan Alda, of all people. Like, <laughs> like that was that was my joke. My, when I got when I got fully vaccinated, I, got, I, I wrote, um, the quest to finally hug Alan Alda begins now. First step, find <laughs> Alan Alda. <laughs> finally. Are you fully vaxxed? You're all done? I'm fully vaxxed. Today nice. is today. Yeah, like, you get that two weeks after period of, like, you have right. to wait. Today's right, over. right. Oh, ah, congratulations. I'll tell all that I said hello. I will. <laughs> and then once you, once you go find Dick Van Dyke, tell him too that I say hello. Oh, what a treat. That'll be mine. I, yeah, I got my first dose. I'm in between doses right now, Pfizer, so I'm still waiting. But uh, but like I said, I um, luckily it's not a it's I, I not a, a scared thing for me. It's just, you know, it's just like the I'm just going by the process. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I'm very thankful that even though I'm between doses, like you must feel very relieved to be past it. I will too, but I'm not like, you know, um, nervous up until that point. Like I've been, it's, it's been relatively easy. I think they make it clear how to take care of ourselves if yeah. you just listen and pay attention. So it's been pretty easy to do that, I think, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of weird and getting used to, let's talk about you as a child. Um, <laughs> great segue. Yes. So yes. You grew up in New York, and um, I know somewhere between ages 10 and 13, you were doing short movies and improv. Um, where did that kind of just start for you? What were you like as a child? Um, so, yeah, I, I grew up on Long Island, um, which is like a little bit out of the city there. Uh, I was like an hour and a half or an hour or so from uh, from Manhattan. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the suburbs. So like my friends and I would go, uh, it was the suburbs where I was. My friends and I would go out and like, yeah, record, you know, different little videos and stuff like that. But uh, around the time you're talking about, but before that, I was the one that was mostly recording 
uh, once once they would trust me with it, I was the one that was mostly recording like the family vacations. You know what I mean? Like the home videos, a lot of them at, at a certain point, it shifts from like, you know, like a five foot point of view to like a two foot point of view. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, and so I, they would trust me with it. And I was filming some very interesting things as we would walk around. But um, so there that be, as far as like video related stuff and and wanting to, you know, make you know, that kind of thing. Um, that's, that was like really there from as early as I can remember. Um, and, but other, otherwise just loud talk, like to talk very fast. Nothing's changed there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but very, uh, as far as I can remember a very, you know, very like happy go lucky. I, I'm just thinking of things that haven't really changed. Um, I think the only thing that's changed is I think my voice has gotten higher actually over my life. I think that like <laughs> it was high when I was a kid and then it got like deeper when I became a teenager because I wanted to like kind of talk cool and chill like this, you know, I was like yeah. talking cool. And then like, I, I was like, oh, forget that. And I just like started, you know, be, uh, expressing myself a little bit more, I guess, as I got older. Um, so that's really the only, the only change I can think of. Otherwise I've been very similar. I think my whole life, I think my family would tell you that. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and then do you, was there a movie in particular that kind of made you want to do film or was it just our family member to even think? Oh, you know, that's funny that you mentioned that it, not that this, well, so film wise, I always think, I think that like um, the first Spider-Man by Sam Raimi, I think what made me just so damn excited to um, like, just, just the idea of like what movies could do and stuff like that. It, it's funny because yeah, I feel like most people you ask and they'd be like, I saw the Godfather at a young age right. or something, but no, it was just seeing Spider-Man in theaters. I think I was like, wow, I, I love, I just love hype. I think what I really got out of it was that I love hype and excitement and, you know, making people feel those things like so intensely, you know? And like, I could have gone from there and become like a roller coaster designer or something, I guess, and gotten, gotten the same thing out of it. Um, but I also did have, growing up, my, uh, one of my dad's best friends, Mikey, um, he was the guy that like was the filmmaker kind of, and he did like some stop motion stuff. He had like, you know, like uh, all the, he did a bunch of like wedding videos when he was uh, growing up and stuff, I guess. And, um, uh, and so, yeah, we always talked about that. And I always thought it was so cool. I was like, wait, he's a filmmaker. Of course, now looking back, it's like what I thought he meant by what my dad meant by filmmaker was that like, he was making movies like in theaters and stuff, but he was just, um, you know, personally doing things. And I feel like that latched onto me almost more as I grew up was like the personal side of it. You don't need to sort of be, you could be a thing without it being like the biggest, you being the biggest in that field, I guess. And you could still get the, the same thing that you want out of it. Um, and so I think that that, um, that also sort of film or not, because I'm even, I feel like I'm, I'm definitely more into just, um, directing in general, more leaning toward theater these days, even than film. So it, it, it's still, you know, changing, but I think a big takeaway from that over my life has been just the idea that, yeah, you know, you, uh, it doesn't need to be that you're the Spielberg. You could be just like making your own things. And that's, we're certainly lucky that the internet came along because that is now the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. and, and like you said, anyone could kind of make a movie and it doesn't have to be the longest film. It could, like, I know you've done movies that have been a minute or a minute and a half long. And yeah, like, you remember I had like a whole thing where I was like, how long do these have to be to constitute like a film? Yeah, 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 totally. Like, <laughs> like you, like you I wrote like a three page script and like when I was in high school, I'm like, oh, look, I made a movie. How long is it going to be? Like, who cares? <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I still feel that way. Whether or not I'm, because I can say the same thing about like, oh, I made a play that's five minutes long. Like, whatever. You could make something, you know. Right. Um, I, I think the only people, the only place where people get tripped up um, is, where, is how much you're going to charge them for that kind of thing. 
<laughs> it's a five minute play. Maybe we don't charge full length price, you know, <laughs> no, like five cents for five minutes, you know, there you go. There you go. <laughs> now, is this now tell me if this is true. You, you at first went to college and then dropped out because you were just sort of, because you studied film, right? Was that what you made you studied? I guess. Um, I, I think that's what I was supposed to be doing. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I went for, I don't remember how long I want to say it was, and I don't remember how, did you go to college and finish college or yeah. you, in, or I don't know how old you are. You're, yeah, you're done. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, what is it? Semesters are what? Like winter, winter is this semester and then there's spring semester, right? So those yeah. are different. I think I only went for one semester that first winter semester. I don't remember if I was there for like a year. Um, and, and so what happened was I went because I went to a relatively, well, a definitely a, 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 a reasonably priced, how about that school on Long Island? Because I was like, I don't really know if I want to do this. Let me not spend a lot of money. And I could have gone to, you know, like a community college, but I was interested. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I would be interested in film, I guess. So I went to a reasonably priced school for art related things. Um, that to give you an idea of how reasonable, how, how, how sort of, um, modest it was is actually it was the facility of an old high school and oh. I do believe over the years they've lost their accreditation once or twice oh great so yeah so it was a pretty chill small school I guess is what I'm trying to make clear I you know I didn't want to break the bank and there's a good example of what kind of school it was uh no offense to him but that's just the facts and um and I uh I I'm glad that I did that because yeah it wound up not being a thing that I wanted to do. Um, I, it, it feels kind of like the van where it's like, well, I don't really know for sure unless, I don't really know how I feel about this unless I give it a shot. So like, let me give it a shot. Let me not say, you know, I don't want to go to college. I don't, I don't have any interest in going to college. Let's see if maybe I'm wrong. Let's give it a shot. And, uh, and I wasn't wrong in this case. I, I was, uh, I was not into it from the start yet. I, before I officially stopped going altogether, which I got to tell you, I don't know if I dropped out. I might still be enrolled. I really don't remember. <laughs> I have no clue. I have no clue. I don't, I, I do not recall what I did to like wrap that up. But, and the reason is because it was a slow burn out of it. I just stopped going to some classes because I was like, eh, this is stupid. Like, I don't, why am I going to this stupid? There was like a computer class and I was like, what am I doing? And so I, um, I'm, I'm, to be clear, I'm because I've been using computers since I was like a little little kid, so I'm good with computers. Right. So for me, that was like what it was like a, a requirement for my field or whatever. And I was like, what the hell is this? It felt like a waste of time. So um, I just stopped going to classes. And then the real the straw that broke the camel's back was when I went to the guy that was running the either running the film department or running maybe my film class. I, I couldn't tell you. They were all nice people. Don't get me wrong. I made some friends there that I'm still friends with, and that seems to me to be like the best part of college is the people that you meet, whether it's friends or like um, connections. Uh, but uh, the, the guy said, I asked him, I wanted to go to Sundance for the first time back in 2010. Yeah, this would have been, oh, so I guess I maybe did, no, this still maybe would have been winter. I don't know how it works, like I said. So this is January of 2010. And this is when I started wrapping things up officially. I, I said, I wanna go to Sundance, but if I'm gonna go, I wanna go for a little longer than just you know Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Can I miss, is it okay? I know I'm, I'm not supposed to miss, like, if I miss four classes, I'd like fail the class or something. That was their rule. I don't know if that's a common thing. I have no clue. Pretty stupid to me. Um, and, and I was like, can I miss, you know, Thursday, Friday and Monday so I can take a longer trip. And the, the guy who runs the film department said, no, you can't about doing this, going to the Sundance film festival, which I felt was maybe more important almost than learning like how to like put a tripod together. And so I, um, 
I, that was when I was like, you know what? Good. I think I'm good. I don't know if that's everywhere. Maybe it's somewhere another school would have been okay with it, but I was already leaning toward not being interested. And that was sort of the final straw. Yeah. <laughs> when you told your parents, I don't want to do the same more, like, what was their reaction? Like, okay. You know, it was, it was a similar thing to the van thing where I, it, there, there, I can't remember anything in my life where I was like, Hey, can I do this? Or, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I just told them like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm done with this. And the thing is, keep in mind what made this easy, an easier pill to swallow for them, which they never even told me like, you've got to go to college. They just said, like any parent, they were like, well, you should, you know, that's a, you know, a, obviously. Yeah. Um, but no, at no point was I pressured to, it was my choice to give it a shot. You know, um, it was, if anything, it was more of a societal, just sort of like, am I supposed to do this kind of time in my life? I, yeah. you know, I didn't know. Um, but yeah, no pressure there. They weren't mad or anything like that. I mean, I went to the school I wanted to. It wasn't a thing of like that they didn't trust that, you know, that I could find something in the arts. Uh, they were totally behind me on all that kind of stuff. And they, and they, they always have been and always are. So I'm very lucky about that. Uh, the only thing that made it probably easier and that they didn't make me at least like reconsider it is that I was making money from YouTube at that point. Mm -hmm. um, YouTube, the partner program had finally started, finally, I say, whatever, had started in whatever, 2007, something like that. And I was, I think in like the second wave of people that were invited to be a part of it. I, I think it was like still being tested. Um, there was, remember like the station and stuff like that back in yeah. the day on YouTube? I think like that crowd was invited first and then your Philip DeFranco's, you know, your Shea Carl's, your Lisa Nova's, that kind of that thing. Um, and then I, uh, I think I was in the second wave where they brought in like a hundred different people, which at the time was probably most of the people on YouTube. <laughs> Honestly, most of the people making things, it's crazy to think about. Um, but I was making money, enough money that like I, my parents could see, even if they would have tried to convince me to like maybe, you know, stick it out or like take off a year and see what you think. They were literally like, we don't know how this all works, but you're making money. So, I mean, if you want to focus on that, that it makes sense. And so it was okay. By all means, you're, you're making a living for yourself. Yeah, and, and you know, I'll tell you what, like they, I, I'm glad that early on I learned like to not keep all my eggs in one basket though, because the AdSense thing, I'm sure you keep up with the, you know, how it fluctuates and stuff right. like that. It's not, it, I mean, it's a, it's a fraction of what it used to be for me, at least. It depends who, you're, who you are, obviously. But, um, you know, I'm at a bigger level now than I was then, and it's still less money coming in so it's definitely I'm glad that I didn't think like this will be forever I, I had I had a feeling in the back of my mind like I can take this and run with it and do something and, and make more out of this than just relying on this so I'm very glad I did that otherwise otherwise that that idea of, of like ah, he's okay he doesn't have to finish college maybe wouldn't have worked out <laughs> right and I'm glad your parents were because you know I live in this family household or my, you know, my grandparents had seven boys and the rule was oh, like, damn I, 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 <laughs> grandma you know <laughs> so like you know the rule was you, know, you go to school then you go to college then you find a job there's no in between sure. and so like when I graduated high school I was like well I guess I'm gonna go to college and then went to Columbia College Chicago and then half, oh, nice. yeah and I studied radio and halfway through it was like well this is not for me. This is, I have to wait till my senior year to be on the air. Well, I'm not going to do that. That That's so funny. So that's how it is with radio, I guess then, huh? Because when I was looking around for film schools before I, before I was like, you know, I'm not sure I want to do college. So let me go to the cheaper one of these options. Right. Um, I was thinking about applying to places like uh, NYU and stuff like that, you know, more expensive schools. Uh, again, glad I didn't do it just because I wouldn't have finished anyway. So, right. um, but, but same thing. They were like, Oh yeah. In your first 
couple of years, their version of what you just said is, you know, in, in, their, in your first couple of years, you cut on film. And maybe some kids were like, oh, that's so cool. I was like, what a fucking way. Oh, can I curse, by the way? <laughs> Sorry. What a fucking waste of my time. I had no, I am not like, you know, like a Scorsese type in that regard where I'm, yeah. you know, or, or, or a Nolan or anybody that's like, it's, it's film is cinema. I couldn't care less. A cell phone video is cinema. You know, I don't, I've never cared about that. Um, so I was like, where can I find a damn school that's just like about telling stories, not cutting on film? And also they were like, yeah, and you have to buy the film. And I was like, well, this is bullshit. Buy the film? <laughs> Maybe not at all of them, but at, at, at these, they were like, yeah, you've got to like buy your own film and stuff like that. And I was like, no, why no. would I do that? Yeah, this is stupid. It wasn't even about the money though. It really was just about like the time. At right. that time in my life, it was way more about the time than anything else. Because, and I literally was like, so I'm gonna waste, you know, 18 and 19 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm gonna throw that away. It feels like, uh, you know, I'm being on the internet and like where the YouTube was coming up, I was like, no, you gotta strike while the iron's hot, baby. Right. So I, and that's what I wound up doing is I, you know, I didn't, I, I, dropped out or didn't whatever it stopped going i really don't remember i should really find out probably <laughs> i might still be a college student i don't i don't remember <laughs> i can't picture i can't picture the day that i like stopped i have a viv uh, i have a vague memory of being at the registrar maybe that's when i did it i have no idea but um the uh yeah i i that's uh, january there you go january of that year i decided actually I never even put this together but that's when i started my business and I never put together that at the exact same time that I, like now looking back 10 years, I forget that it must've been that I literally like walked out of school and like to um, a, a lawyer to like, you know, start talking about starting a business or something. <laughs> right. Do you remember yeah. some of those film students? Like, do you know what they were into? Cause I remember like when I lived in my dorm, like I had a bunch of film students who were just talking about the art of Star Wars and like Marvel and like, fine, that's good for them. But I'm like, wait, why aren't you into like French cinema or silent film? Well, I was expecting that. Definitely not Marvel because I would have been, I, I was there in 2009, Marvel. I mean, only Iron Man really yeah. was out at that point, right? Incredible Hulk. So yeah, so uh, it was uh, too early for that. I, you know, I don't remember what people were psyched about. It wasn't like the, I know what you're talking about because my buddy Mike went to um, Full Sail yeah. and, uh, and he said that there was like, there were kids that, I think you're, I remember him telling me that there were kids that would be like watching The Dark Knight on a laptop in a hallway every day or something like that. And like, I mean, I think The Dark Knight's a great movie, but yeah. that, so I understand what you're saying. Like I, I, I can picture that vibe. I don't remember it as much where I was. Again, it was so small and I didn't dorm. So I didn't know what, it was on Long Island. I didn't dorm or anything. I don't know what maybe they were watching in their spare time, you know? But when I would go to hang out with them at the dorms, we would hang out, we weren't watching any movies. So I, um, I but I do, I actually think I remember a lot of those guys being into cinema, cinema, you know, like old, older stuff, whatever you want to call it. Um, I actually think I do remember it being not the, the typical what you're saying thing that I, I, and I know about it. That's like a stereotypical thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember, but uh, but I know exactly what you're talking about, of course. <laughs> and it's even fun yeah, it's even funnier because we I had uh, Alonzo Duralde on the show a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. And we had this conversation. Did he, did he shave that beard? Didn't he have a big he, beard? Going? He shaved the beard and now it's like growing back. It's like his normal beard, which <laughs> I'm so glad. But when he was on I, I happened to see that. Yeah, I looked up because I, I used to watch What the Flick uh, back in the day on yeah. YouTube. And I looked up, I was like, oh, they haven't done this in so long. How's everybody doing? I know Ben Mankiewicz, of course, is on you know TCM and all that, but I was like, what are they all working on? And I saw his beard and I was like, oh, 
it, it was incredible. Yeah. And I shaved it. I'm like, oh, this is even weirder. Yeah, and yeah. He was on the show. He had like these whiskers. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is odd. Anyway, um, we had. Sorry, yeah, I interrupted about the beard. Sorry. No, no, no. This is, <laughs> of course, we're gonna keep that in. Shout out to uh, Mrs. Carl for the beard. Uh, so we had this discussion though about between film and movies. And that, that was so interesting because I'm part of this, I mentioned this before, I'm on this uh, movie script uh, reading group and we read scripts of movies every couple of weeks and we cast it, we direct it, we pick our movies and then someone has been doing all the Star Wars movies for the month of March. And as, like I said before, as someone who's not into that stuff, I'm into more ensemble, a little more base movies. And he's like, oh, you wanna do film? Okay, but well, I'm doing a movie. And I'm like, but what's, but what's the difference? They're all just sort of the same thing. I don't know what you think about that. Can you really contrast the two? I, I get, I get when someone says that I get what they mean, you know right. what I mean? I do. Um, and it almost feels like it's something that like Scorsese's biting his tongue to not quite say, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that the comparison of like movie slash film versus like theme park ride, I almost see more, you know what I mean? I, I, I that, that whole thing when back when Scorsese was talking about the Marvel movies, um, I, I, I totally understand everybody's point of view. It's just funny because I'm not, uh, the discussions that I have about movies are never about things like that. Um, so much as just the movies and like the fun of it, I guess. So it doesn't, it's not something that I, I, I really, you know, have, have like a concrete thought on. The only thing I will say is you made me think of when I was at um, South by Southwest a few years ago, whatever year it was, we could look it up, obviously. I don't remember, maybe 2018. Um, and you'll know, you'll know how I know in a second. Uh, Ready Player One, whenever that came out, it premiered at South By. I obviously didn't see it at South By because I, I'd rather see movies, you know, film, in, indie films that are at the festival than movies that are premiering and coming out in a month, you know, because right. um, I can see it in a month. But so uh, uh, Spielberg was there, of course, to introduce it at South By. That's awesome. I, I, I've seen him in person at Comic-Con back in like 2010 or 2011. So I've gotten my in-person Spielberg. Otherwise that, you know, I maybe would have gone just for that. That's so cool. Um, but he he said, if I remember correctly, it was like quoted as soon as he said it all over social media and all over like South by, you know, Twitter and stuff. He said, this is not a film, this is a movie. Introducing Ready Player One. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> but again, like, I get what he's saying. I do get it. I don't know if I, that maybe is the ultimate theme park ride movie though that I've ever seen, right. uh, Ready Player One. Didn't care for it. <laughs> I have Didn't to, I really have to, love it. I have to make the segue. Did you see the trailer? I know you don't watch trailers, but for Space Jam 2? <laughs> yes, it will, because I saw Godzilla versus Kong in theaters a couple of weeks ago when it, when it came out. And that was one of the trailers that played before. And I, always, I have my iPods with me always so that I, uh, it's iPods, AirPods, um, so that I can like avoid the trailers. Like you just said, yeah, I, I try not to watch them. But there's certain movies where I'm like, you know, whatever, big spoilers, you know, Space Jam, like, well, who cares? It's okay. I can glance up at least. And I did glance up once or twice and saw that it just seems to be, it seems to be like Ready Player One oh, yeah. again. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, that is crazy. I, 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 I think you, I think that's one you have to watch. I know you're not going to do it, but I. I oh, Space Jam 2? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, re I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready. I, I'm going to watch the hell out of it. <laughs> did, you, did you know the website was still up till about two weeks ago for the first one? still up in the top right corner you can click a button and go back to the classic website 
Are you serious? That's a thing? Fun fact. I think it's the top right corner. One of the corners, because I saw that there was some, di I didn't come up with this myself. I saw that there was some discourse about it. And then somebody was like, false alarm, it's still there. So I'm pretty sure you can still click and it's there. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> oh, man, that was my That's job. one of the most classic websites of all time. Yeah, they would be so stupid. I know. To get rid of that. Yeah. Oh, man, they'd be so stupid to get rid of it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now we're off topic. Anyway. <laughs> I got excited. You mentioned you mentioned Ready Player One. I was like, "Ooh, Space Jam!" Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> YouTube. I, I, you know, you had a YouTube channel, and then you started another one, and then pretty much it happened. And then you're going from format to format for format. Are you someone who can't? You liked you like a revamp every once in a while. You always need to have. Be, you're good to change. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um... Which is why that, and that's why I was like, I don't know if maybe I'll want to do this, you know, maybe I'll do the van thing for six months, like I was saying, and I was ready for the idea that maybe I wouldn't stick with it because I do change things up so often. Turns out, of course, because I can move around so much that scratches the itch of changing things up. You know, my routine, it, I don't have a routine because it's always different. But um, the, uh, and as far as YouTube goes though, yeah, and, and anything like this, yeah, I, uh, this is the longest, I think this is the longest I've gone without changing anything on pretty much it aside from the lineup obviously you know like there was jake, me jake and mike for a while and then the other guys of course you know paul lauren I'm, i don't want to list everybody because i'll forget but paul lauren andrew kevin right. joe you know etc um i just i know i don't think i'm forgetting anybody there uh and then there was uh it, that was till like 2016 then 2017 it was miles jacob my sister i think i did something with christian uh, uh from the wangers that year and then 2018 added more friends the showman andrew and nick to watch uh, you know greatest showman and stuff 2019, uh, sorry, did I say, yeah, 2019 added more friends, 2020 more, and that's just like more and more. So the lineup changes, that's the big change, I guess, is just like people coming and going is a change. But format-wise, nothing has changed in in a few years because we got picked up by the algorithm a few years ago. I'm sure you saw, I'm sure you saw this. If you've been following yeah, for a while, yeah. I'm sure you saw this, yeah. We had, you know, no growth for years. And then when I started 100% focusing, I mean, it's a, a myriad of things that could have happened, but started 100% focusing on commentary tracks, editing the videos to be longer. They used to be a minute, then I was making them like 10 minutes. Um, we got picked up by the algorithm and have been growing much more since then. So I'm not changing anything because I want I want that growth to continue. But um, but I do feel like, I'm, I do actually feel like I'm coming up to a point where I'm like, I, I'm, I gotta change something a little bit, even just a little bit. And if, I think it's gonna be mostly branding related and like a new website and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, no, always there's something that, uh, I just want to like um, switch things up and change things up to keep myself excited and interested. How does that affect the other friends? You know, Mike and Jake, I think that's going to probably be for my sake, the highlight of your, you know, pretty much it's you time because that was just so much fun to watch. I think I was a sophomore in high school when, Oh yeah. I, yeah. That's I, perfect timing. Yeah. That, that was amazing. And even as I got older and you guys got older, I'm like, this is great. I can age with my friends. Um, right, right. And then you, it stopped. Um, yep. You know, you know, we don't have to go into the, all the personal reasons why, but you know, I was, it was Oh, well, the person, it wasn't even personal really. It was just, well, we kind of just generally were like, as we got a little older, we were like, do we really care as much as we used to about like movie news and stuff like that? That was the thing. And that's the real problem is like, well, we can't, we would just be, we were getting more and more cynical about it because there'd be news. And I think of like Cyborg 2020 is my big bit that I still love to do. You right. know, like they announced this is a Cyborg movie coming out in 2020. And I was like, no, there's not. 
why are we talking about this? Like, what, no, what are we doing here? Right. And so when you get to that point, like that doesn't make for a really fun, like movie news show as much, you know, like when, when we don't give a shit anymore. Right. So it was that. And then we still kept doing commentary tracks for a while um, because that was still fun and remains fun. That's, that's more comedy than film criticism. So that's why yeah. I like it. And, um, but also it was because I moved into Manhattan from Long Island. So there was a commute for them. I would pay for them to come into the city every week. And even though they didn't, it didn't cost them anything, it still was like, you know, they had to come in and commute and everything. It's like an hour and a half. Um, but it's funny that you say that because um, it's well, the only friend that really has a problem with me changing things up is my business partner, AJ, oh, because okay. he's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And like, I get that. And that's why, you know, whatever. I, I luckily haven't changed anything over the past few years because it's been working. Um, and I haven't felt the need to. I've been having fun with it. So it's good. It, it, everything's kind of like aligned nicely right now. But um but the, it's funny that you say though that the, you know the highlight for you is that is that era, if you will, if you want to call it that, because when Jake and Mike joined, people were like, "Who the hell are these guys? We're here for Eric, Eric with no K, like you said, right. you know." And then when they left, quote unquote, which I don't know if you've seen, but they're back pretty much back, you know, whatever. Like we're all friends, we're all just friends, and like we just took a few years off, and like now they're they're back, they're part of the crew, like we're we're, we're still doing stuff together. Um, but uh, but when they left, you know, and it was kind of like a hard stop. Um, people were pissed. People were so upset. Where the hell did Jacob Mike go? Then I bring in uh, Miles and Jacob and my sister, and they're like, "Who are these assholes? Where's right. Jake and Mike?" You know what I mean? Now you have, if you have like a, a little time goes by without a video with Miles or something, people are like, "Where the hell's Miles? What happened to Miles?" I have Jake and Mike come back on. Who are these clowns? We're here for Jacob and Jillian. You know what right. I mean? Like, so it really just depends when you started watching. It's there's no. And I understand this. Everyone's going to have that. I try to think of like a band or something. Like when you started listening to a band, who are the members? And those are the, that's the band in your mind. And, you know, and you can't picture it any other way. Um, but it is so fascinating being the one constant through the whole thing. It is fascinating to see that happen every single time. Um, and so my friends, we're all just, you know, kicking it and having fun. They don't know really know anything about that. They don't really care about the changes anymore because it's sort of, um, it, there's not like a main crew. Um, right. But, but yeah, but, uh, I mean, like I said, the, the, the changes, um, the changes in, in how many different friends and stuff are joining are the big change right now that, that is scratching my, my itch to change things a bit. So I'm glad that I think it worked out to bring in like a large group of friends. There's less of what you're talking about where it's like, you know, oh, I know these guys specifically. Now it's like, oh, you know, my favorite videos are with so-and-so or, or, you know, these people or whatever, but I understand that it's not just one crew you know what i mean right, right. yeah and that's a props to you for also rebranding like i remember again back to the 2012 2013 era for you you know you were doing film reviews almost every day and i yeah. and i mean and i and that was probably the high point of youtube film criticism it's obviously evolved obviously to different yeah. channels but that was just a peak of channels that were doing reviews and everyone sort of knew each other there was a big community oh yeah um, and yeah. that was sort of, you know, people got older, like you said, have sort of gone off and done, they're done different things. I also just remember for you, you kept, you kept saying, you're not a film critic, you're a film lover. And I, yeah. remember, and I remember some of the comments, like I, I can probably guarantee you, I was one of those people in the comments who said, who disagreed with your reviews completely. Cause I was like, really, you like this? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, I, do, there was some really bad draw Butler movie called playing for keeps. Do you remember this one? He played a soccer player. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Did I see it? Did I review it? Yeah, you liked it, but it has like a- Oh, wow, I don't even, that's so funny. I don't even, I mean, I can vaguely remember. I can, the title, 
is familiar and I can kind of picture him playing soccer. Yeah. But he was like a soccer coach or something. Coach or something, or something yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. I do remember. Yeah. Well, that one had like a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for like Eric to like trash this movie. And, and you end up in John's and everybody's going to tear it apart. Yeah. I know. And then you just said, oh, I actually ended up liking it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> really? I was so upset. Yeah. That uh, is how it was. I do remember that. Yeah. That's how it was. And there was definitely that's the thing is like, and that's where I realized I'm like, oh, I'm clearly not like a real critic here because like, I don't know my left from my right on this kind of stuff. I, I just, I'm just saying what I like and what I don't like, which that's fun, but it's definitely not like, you know, I feel like I always, I always bring up Stuckman as the example of a guy that actually is good at film criticism. I think that there's a difference between just talking about movies and being good at talking about movies right. in a weird way. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's good at that. And I was always just kind of like, goofing around which i loved i had a great time doing it but yeah no i know exactly what you mean yeah yeah but even then like even i so I, I remember your interviews you said you had to go in comments and clarify your response to them. yeah oh yeah yeah I, I remember some of them you said i like it but it has a lot of problems i'm like well, so, yeah so then what what is it then um <laughs> yeah I, I, I did i started to realize like subjective versus objective because on the flip side there were movies i didn't like um that I knew were good. I was like, this is clearly a good movie. I just don't like it, you know? So similar thing, but reversed. And so that, that started to dawn on me, uh, yeah, over time, like, okay. It's not that, like, so, like my top 10 of the year that I do every year, like when I come, or top whatever, top favorite movies of the year that I come up with, just, it's just really for me. Um, and I, I look at it as like my, yeah, not subjective, not what I think were the best movies of the year, but what were just my favorite movies of the year, because that's a totally different list. That's, those are two different lists. Right. So, yeah. You know, and that's, you know, we're wrapping up. When, we, when you're looking back, you know, you've done YouTube for 10 plus years. You know, what are some of the things you're most proud of? And what are some of the things that you hope to inspire people with? Uh, you know, uh, most proud of, I guess, um, I think it's probably pretty clear that I just enjoy doing this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like I started before there was money in it and I'll be here after there's money. There's no longer money in it. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like I've always talked about, like, you know, so it was like a big, lot of money at the, at, at the beginning of it. And then it really died out. Uh, and, and, you know, money views, whatever you want to say, it really died out um, for a few years there, right. During pretty much it stuff, clearly just doing it for fun. And then now there's more, um, not that just not that there's much more money in YouTube right now for us, but like just in business wise, like, you know, we're successful, we're doing well, but even at, you know, I'm, it, it's always like an ebb and a flow. And, and when that takes a dip again, I can't imagine, I can't imagine I'll be like, oh no, yeah, I'm done with this just for that reason. It would be for, you know, that wouldn't be the reason. Like the, if there's less people watching, there's less money to be made. Um, I, I think it's pretty clear that I'm having fun with it. And so I'm honestly very proud of that. I think the fact that I've stuck through the, the lows, you know, beside not just the highs, but the lows, I think makes that clear. So I think, I think that is actually something that look, I hope that people will always be able to look back and see that we did that, you know? Um, so that's, that is important to me. Um, and it's also just not even just in terms of like um, what I'm proud of, but just personally, like, you know, I, I'm glad that I'm having fun doing this stuff. And then, um, uh, I j but also like on a, on a technical level, I guess, um, I think it's good that I, that I kept changing things up to make sure that I was having fun. I think that a lot of people might get stuck in something and get really like, you know, and, and, get bored of it or not be having fun with it. So on a technical level, I think it's good. I'm glad that I have the ability to change things up. And I think anyone that's stuck around has, uh, has like grown to appreciate that to a point. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're still watching, then obviously 
something stuck, uh, even if we kept changing things up a lot. So st sticking around even when it's the lows and also be not being afraid to change things up, I think are the things I'm most proud of with, uh, with mostly thinking of pretty much it, uh, you know, in this case, uh, the things that I'm most proud of that we've done over the years. Right, well said. Yeah. Well, speaking of fun, we're gonna play a game. Oh, yes, yes. It's called Time for Two. Two minutes on the clock, two minutes of random icebreaker questions. No right, no wrong. We're just curious to see what your opinion is. Are you ready? I'm ready, and I'm going to go quicker on these because I can. I give too long-winded of answers for this game to work otherwise, so I'm going to go quicker. Great. <laughs> I can't wait. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Favorite president? Favorite president? Uh, I wrote a report on um, Ford. I'll go with Ford. <laughs> When I was in high school. I don't know anything about him, but I wrote a report on him. I'll go with that. Uh, not which, controversial. <laughs> which energy energy drink best describes your life? None. But I don't need them. There we go. <laughs> that, that's what describes it. I don't need them. <laughs> Do you spell theater with an R-E or an E-R? Depends if we're talking about the craft of the building. No? Okay. Fair point. Fruits or veggies? Fruits. Favorite kind of cereal? Apple Jacks. Nice. <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a little baby with, the, with cereal. I, I like all the sugary stuff. Uh, typical bedtime? Four in the morning. Uh, typical wake-up time? Uh, 1 p.m. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> this, week, uh, I'm, this week, I'm actually on like the opposite schedule, so don't, I didn't wake up and was like groggy. I'm good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, do yeah. we all live in a yellow submarine? Uh, no. Is there an eye in the sky? Uh, yes. Do you hit the treadmill or hit the couch? Oh, the couch, of course. Favorite beetle? Uh, uh, you know, I'm gonna just say Ringo because God bless him. <laughs> uh, uh, were, you, were you like every other high schooler and was in Les Miserables? Yes, yes, in, in senior year, yes. That was the only year I was in theater though. I wasn't, I, I love that stuff and I wish I joined it earlier. Um, besides this podcast, which podcast do you recommend? Oh, um, oh my gosh, uh, a podcast, The Ride. It's a theme park podcast. One of the funniest podcasts I've ever heard. Nice. Do you hope to one day be like the Six Flags man and dance all the time? First of all, his name is Mr. Six. Have some respect. And second oh, of all, right. yes, of course. <laughs> and that's how we play. There we go. Hey, I, I, I love, love it. it. Right after I reveal that I, my favorite podcast is a theme park podcast, you disrespect a theme park icon. <laughs> I knew I was going to somehow get some controversy during this episode. I'm glad <laughs> there you go. You didn't get it out of the president's, but I'm fucking fuming over Mr. Six. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the article. Like, huh, Eric Striffa praises Gerald Ford, but disses yeah, right. And his policies. Like, I don't even remember. <laughs> I, he just sticks in my head because I literally, like, at random did a report about him in, like, fourth grade right. or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, before we go, my last question to you is, uh, are your parents proud of you? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they are. I, I think that they're more than anything proud that I'm happy. Nice. Well, I'm having Eric a good time with things, yeah. Right, Eric, I can't thank you enough. Again, for someone who's been watching you for now nearly a decade, this is so much Dude. fun to have yeah, you Yeah, thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you for having me on, but even more importantly, thank you for sticking around. I really appreciate it. Like I said, you know, we've changed things up so much. So anyone that has stuck around, it means even more to me. So yeah, I, I really appreciate it. And I hope to continue entertaining you for years to come. Same here. <laughs> If you liked our conversation with Eric Striffle, you can to, uh, subscribe to Pretty Much Shit on YouTube or 
Eric Striffler. He has his own personal YouTube where he uh, posts all his short movies and you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter and all the, uh, all the works there. Sounds good. Yeah. Now, speaking of sounding and uh, speaking, Griffin, my friend, I've been told by Little Birdie uh, that you have your own podcast. Yes, the Little Birdie was me. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I have. I, In addition to, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still doing all of the same things that I do on this podcast. All of the um, things. All of the things. <laughs> um, but I have now started uh, a second personal podcast with my very good friend, Mr. David Thorpe. Uh, it is called The Pooh Crew. Oh, um, uh, we got that name because both of us have IBS. Um, yay. And so That's we are... For, for our listeners, can you describe what IBS is? Uh, it's Irritable Bowel Syndrome. There we go. I just wanted you to say it. Oh, good. Um, our first episode where we talk about uh, David's love of board games, since he is a board game fanatic, will be coming out... I, uh, on I believe May 6th is our premiere date so look out for that on Spotify Apple Podcasts wherever you get you get your podcasts look out for the poo crew anyway so uh, you can find this podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Parents Proud Podcast you can also send us your glorious emails uh, don't worry I won't be too distracted by my new podcast to stop vehemently searching for any and all emails that are sent our way to parentsproudpodcast at gmail.com please email us um see this is why you started a new podcast because you were just waiting anxiously for our new email to pop up and i know and and you know what we haven't set up any like socials yet for the poo crew we definitely will um but we're probably gonna end up setting an email for that and then i'll have to beg people on that podcast for what do, their what, what do you think well. the email is going to be uh spill the poo crew.com at uh gmail. Oh, oh come on matt look i'm five years old anyway so we're gonna maybe do another special soon uh just to sort of head back to where it's going on with the rest of the show uh as of right now uh in may 2nd when this episode is being released we have not recorded anything else for our fourth season but fear not uh, that is going to be happening. Very, it is very coming. Soon. There's a lot of lot of stuff in the works right now. Yes, um, that we are not announcing yet, but we nope. will soon. But yeah, so I, I will say a lot of good things. A lot of good stuff. Yes, good, good things. Good things. Like I, I, I've been seeing what we've been working on, and um, I can't wait. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. But right. until then. This is that was Griffin McCorgle, now host of the Pooh Crew and the producer of Are Your Parents Proud of You. I am Matthew Schufer, the host of this show, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>